Hey there, I'm Brian Race. I feel like we've got some free baseball this morning, extra innings as Ray Haynes <laughs> yes, uh, continues. Hopefully it's not sudden death, although I know that's probably a concept well, that plays right into the, in Passover. the Passover. Right? Sudden yeah. death is very important. Yeah, it is there. I know in years past uh, you have performed a live Passover Seder. Obviously we're not doing that here in the studio today, but if somebody was interested in, in actually doing that at their home, what would be involved? Right. So this hour, in fact, I'm going to basically kind of run down all the different pieces. We talked about a very basic piece. Everybody's got candles. Who doesn't like to sit around a candlelit room? So you light candles. That ushers in the presence of God. Basically, he is the light of the world. And and we talked about washing. You either pour hands water over your hands. It's a simple thing. Uh, Jesus washed feet. You could do that as part of a Seder. Uh, the next part uh, has to do with these next few things. Everything has to do with Jesus. He is the light of the world. He is that river of life. He's the water, right? And uh, so the next things are all going to kind of run in that line. Obviously, one of the most significant things is the matzah, the unleavened bread. The Israelites fleeing Egypt had time, no time for it to rise. So it's the bread without leaven. Now, that means without pride, without sin. The Feast of Unleavened Bread begins the day after Passover and is celebrated for one week. You get rid of all yeast in your house. That means no regular bread for a week. Why? No leaven. And why do you eat clothed and ready to leave? That's another aspect. You're, you don't just get in your most relaxed clothes. You get in your traveling clothes. Well, we live clothed in Christ and no longer see sin as our home. We can't let little sins creep into our lives and go unchecked because if we get distracted, we might find ourselves in the world Egypt, while our people and God have left with our destiny. What causes you to sin that you could fast from for the next week? See, we are the bread. Leaven or yeast is sin. The sin of pride causes us to puff up and think we are better than others. So when, in fact, we become Christians, we get rid of all our sin. We become unleavened bread. So matzah reminds us that one day we'll live in heaven with new bodies that have no sin. But on the very basic front, it means Jesus could die for our sins because he was sinless. And so when we take that bread, we're taking him and recognizing the fact that we cannot save ourselves. So one of the most significant parts, and you can buy it in any store, it's just matzah. So salted or unsalted, doesn't really matter. And also you, you may notice that because uh, Jewish things have to be blessed in a certain way, it may seem not suitable for a Passover Seder. You're not under the law, so you can do uh, any unleavened bread you want to. You don't have to follow under that rules. The roasted lamb bone, some only use as just a bone. It's a reminder of the temple sacrifice of the, the lamb and of the first Passover lamb. So many Jews don't eat the lamb. We at our house do, and because obviously, uh, even though uh, Jesus is uh, risen and he's in heaven and he's living in us, we don't have to think that we, we don't have to make a sacrifice anymore. That lamb reminds us of the lamb. So we actually serve lamb. We go to a local restaurant many in, in any town. You'll find those who do gyro sandwiches and we just get the lamb. Uh, another interesting aspect of it is an open and closed door. The ending of every service is, uh, Jesus said to them again, I am the door of the sheep. And in the Passover Seder, the last thing you do is the man of the house looks into the face. Well, actually, you begin it by the killing of a lamb, right? We don't have to do that anymore. But the man would look in the face of the lamb, slit its throat. Blood would run down on his feet into the ditch, the front of the doorway. 
he'd make this hyssop or branch with one hand, his blood ran down his arm, and he's wiping the blood on the other, and it's rubbing down that arm, and 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 down on he, when he gets over to the head or down on his head, and and he's standing because the blood you know ran down on the ground all over. It's on his feet, and so all four sides of that door were covered with blood. So the door itself is a symbol. So uh, all four sides of that door are, and one of the symbols of this is four cups of wine or juice. And of course the door, oftentimes you can take one of those cups and get a little juice and go and put a little bit of juice on, on the four sides of a door if you want to. Don't have to, just a symbol. The four, si- the four cups of juice or wine, they also represent something that's very significant. There's four cups, and it means they're all about Jesus, but one means be different. Another, I will free you. Another, redemption. And the last cup is the cup of praise or joy. Redemption, the third cup is the one that you drink that is actually the, the blood of Jesus, the body of Jesus, where he said, take and eat. So the third cup is that one. A few traditions. You don't fill the cups all the way full because you have to drink everything in the cup four separate times. So if it's wine, you'll end up drunk. If it's juice, you're in a coma. So either way, you just put a little in the cup. Emptying the cup symbolizes that our joy is full. It's a very important part of the service. So now as to wine or juice, either way, you're not drinking an alcoholic kind of mixture. It's, it's mixed with water. There, there is actually a very significant part to keeping water as part of that. So if you're in a tradition you just use wine or juice, you're actually missing something very significant. John 19, but when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, suddenly bringing a flow of blood and water. All right. If you go back to the Mishnah, the priest wrote, Passover wine was red and mixed with warm water. Why? It reminded them of the blood of the Passover lambs. The earliest references to these mixtures has a ratio of two parts water, one part wine. Later in the Talmud, the ratio is three to one. Early Christians mirrored that of Judaism. In Justin Martyr's first apology, the elements of the Lord's Supper are bread and wine mixed with water. And not just water, but room temperature, warmish kind of water. So you don't get this cold drink. Now you're drinking something that's reminding you of blood. And obviously, um, you you don't have a great alcohol content because you have a small amount of it. Or if you have juice, uh, you have, you know, just your regular sweet, sweet grape juice. If you cut that by by that much, it's not going to be real, real sweet either. So just a heads up. That's how that works. So the first cup, uh, Kadosh, the first cup means be different. Uh, It's that Kadosh means holy. It's what the angels are saying in heaven, holy, holy, holy. And now it's written in Greek, the New Testament, hagios, hagios, hagios. But this cup corresponds to the verse, I'm the Lord, I'll bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. Being different is the first step to being saved. So everybody is a sinner, but God is holy and we cannot be close to him with sin. The punishment for sin is death. Jesus died for us. He was punished for us and so we can be close to God. All right, so you have the cup, you have the juice, you have the bread. Bitter herbs like horseradish, parsley for kids, recalls the bitterness of slavery. Traditionally, it's grated by hand till the man of the house begins to cry. So sin like a bitter herb tastes sweet at first, then bitter. You have a big tradition that starts early in the service. It's breaking the middle matzah. There's three pieces of that matzah. You stack all together, a top, middle, and a bottom. You take out the middle piece in the early part there, and you uh, you break it in half. The large piece is wrapped and hidden away. It's called the afikoman. It means, in Greek, that which comes later. 
It's hidden or buried, and later, whoever finds it gets a prize. If you can steal the Afikoman, so to speak, it's a reenactment of Jacob stealing the blessings that were supposed to go to his brother Esau. But why are there three matzahs? Well, it's a picture of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Son left heaven, was broken, buried, and then rose again alive. Whoever finds them or asks Jesus to forgive them, come in and live in their heart, they receive a great reward. So it's eternal life in heaven. We single out that particular piece of bread because Jesus was foreordained to die for us. We break it because he was broken for us. We hide it because he was buried with our sin. We bring it out later because he rose again. We'll actually eat that afikoman before the third cup of wine because he was three days in the grave. And we eat it because you must accept Jesus into your life to be saved. The Passover lamb was the first sacrifice eaten because you cannot watch it burned up and, and it, it save you. It has to be taken into you. You receive it. And at that point, you hide the afikoman. And then we get ready for uh, the next phases and steps of Passover. Can I come to your house for the Seder? I just feel like uh, I'm, I'm just trying getting to... primed. Huh? Well, I mean, you know, I can imagine I'm not the only one trying to scribble down notes and keep up with all of that. This will all be, uh, I'm going to put all these in our blog today, just like all that I have since 2015. Every Passover is different, filled with all kind of stuff, including a Haggaga, which is a the order how you actually do a Seder. We did the live Seders, and we did one on the radio. Mm-hmm. And actually, the Haggaga from that is there, so it'll actually walk through the whole thing. If you want to listen back to anything I've said today or any other Passover, it'll be on the podcast, on the More app, or on our website. So have no fear. You don't have to keep jotting it down. It'll all put it all there for you. And it sounds like the answer is no in terms of being <laughs> able to come over to your house well you know we have a new guest this year we've always had the three fam three in the family we have four so jake will be with us uh, this year so well, maybe when yeah. we'll come back we'll give you an opportunity to catch anybody up to date that is like well what's ray talking what? about what jake yeah. from state farm no it's not jake from state <laughs> not farm that one. keep it here victory 91.5